0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I was interested, and I was actually uh, surprised, at the numbers that I saw from uh, Ipsos Public Affairs polling for Global News and the upcoming Ontario election, which happens in June of this year. I didn't expect to see that the progressive conservatives would find themselves in, you know, it looks like some pretty tight situations here. Uh, I thought that Mr. Ford had uh, recovered well and was well on his way to a likely majority government victory. But it's a lot closer. Numbers look a lot closer. Uh, My good friend, Daryl Bricker, president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs and the author of the book that belongs in every Canadian home, Next, which tells you what's going to happen in this country over the decades to come, joins us. Daryl, these numbers, what are they Foretell? Do they talk about? uh, Do they tell the story of a potential Liberal victory or an NDP victory, or the potential for the Liberals and the NDP provincially in Ontario to do what the federal parties have done? The Conservatives in trouble. That's a lot of questions all at once.
1: Well, I think what the biggest thing that I get from it is that it doesn't take much for the race to tighten. So even though a month ago we saw, uh, or the last time we did this a couple of months ago. Uh, we saw that the the uh, Conservatives were leading by quite a bit more. Um, basically, it's a two-party race at the moment for most people. So whatever the Tories lose, the Liberals tend to pick up. So whatever their lead is, is really half of what, of, you know, say if it's 10 points, it's really just five. So it's 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 really a close situation in Ontario, and it doesn't take much for this race to tighten up.
0: So where is the strength for... If we're talking about uh, the Progressive Conservatives and the Liberals, where are their strengths specifically? Where are the parties going to benefit?
1: Well, I think you can look at it geographically or you can look at it in terms of the factors that will play in the campaign. So let's start with the factors first. Uh, the, the biggest uh, asset for the Conservative Party at the moment is the Premier. Uh, uh, and their leader, uh, Doug Ford. He's well ahead of his party right now in terms of approval. Uh, the issue that he's dealing with is, and his biggest liability, is the, is the uh, in- anxiety that exists in the province right now, uh, particularly as we start to move our way out of the pandemic and people start looking at the consequences uh, the economic carnage that has taken place are related to this and it's created a lot of anxiety and anxious situations tend to be problems for, for incumbent governments. They usually want people feeling a lot better about things. So uh, the conservatives have an advantage when it comes to Ford, a disadvantage when it comes to the current public mood. The liberals have a, an advantage in terms of both their brand uh, and uh, in terms of the, the anxiety that exists out there in the public, the biggest liability is that nobody really knows their leader. So if you're going to vote for somebody, you generally have to know who they are. Uh, The biggest liability uh, that the NDP, the third party in this race, has is uh, they've had a leader who's been around for a long time, has been tested by the electorate, and has not been able to impress in any of the campaigns uh, other than maybe the last one where they became the official opposition. So they're not really seen as a viable option right now in the province. So you've got uh, two parties who are really in this game, the Liberals and and the Conservatives, and they have different strengths.
0: Okay, so in the federal election... Mm-hmm. The GTA, Greater Toronto Area, is always very, very important, uh, disproportionately so. Say my listeners in Western Canada, and I agree with them. But in the, if you're looking at the province of Ontario, then the, 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 the significance of the GTA vote would only be uh, accelerated, would it not? How is the GTA going to make the decision for the province?
1: yeah, it will and it always and based on the fact that ninety percent of the population growth in Ontario over the last 20, 25 years has been in car commuting suburbs. So that's what makes the GT important and GTA important. not so much the downtown as much as it is the suburbs. So Ontario politics is really simple, just like federal politics in Ontario. Um, and that is that uh, progressive parties win when the suburbs align with downtowns. Uh, conservative parties win. When the suburbs align with small town, rural Ontario at the moment in our polling, what we're showing is suburbs are undecided. We have the conservatives and liberals basically tied. So the fight over the space of the next uh, couple of months as we move into June and the election in the first week of June is who is going to win the 905.
0: All right. Where does demographics fit
1: into this? Well, it fits in quite interestingly in that uh, what you find is that uh, younger voters tend to be more interested in the progressives. And uh, older voters tend to be more interested in the Conservatives. So basically who's really duking it out right now are the Liberals and the, and the Conservatives for those people who are basically the, the working middle class between the, the ages of 35 to 54, people who are interested in buying homes, people who are raising families, people who are at the, the apex of the expenses of their life. They're the ones that, that, that uh, the Liberals and the Conservatives are trying to convince they rep- the, represent the best option for. And interestingly, those are also the groups that tend to dominate in places like the, the suburbs of, uh, of uh, the major uh, the major cities in the province.
0: Okay. Is there a message in this polling for the province of Ontario, for the other provinces, the other provincial elections that are coming up?
1: Yeah, I think for incumbents, uh, one needs to be really mindful of the fact that the current mood among the public is not celebratory. So if you're out there saying, hey, we've defeated COVID and everything is great and we're gonna build back better, we're on track to you know, just uh, use all of the things that we used during the course of the pandemic to just go into our brave new world, the public's just not there right now. They're feeling very tentative, very anxious. They need a lot of reassurance in some sense that somebody's in control and has a plan for the future. The biggest touch points that we're seeing right now in terms of public concern, would be if COVID goes in the wrong direction and how governments are managing that. But right after that, it's everything that has to do with the cost of living, which is what real people call inflation. In particular, the touch paper on this one, the touch point, uh, the the, the, the flammable materials, everything associated with housing.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites.